We've got six games in the NBA, including a Devin Booker game winner. We recap it for you. And the Grizzlies lose Jaron Jackson Jr. What does that mean for that race for the eighth seed? And speaking of eight, the Delete Eight doesn't sound like they're going to be playing much more basketball. We dive into that topic as well in the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. Let's do this. You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. On Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales, at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. So, John, I'm, I'm really excited. It is late when excited. we're recording this. It's yep. We, we got to go over a couple of games, hit some of the biggest topics. Like, that's fun, but I did some math today. Math. You know, the last time we recapped a night's worth of action in the NBA. Oh, um, that would have been probably early March. Yep. Uh, you're, you're, are you counting days? Or like Probably like so 130 days so, ago. Something like that. It's basically the equivalent of like five months. Five yes. months ago was the last time we did the too long didn't watch. So I don't care oh that my. it's late that we're recording this like – it's, kind of, it's, it's almost been half a year, closer to half a year than not. It's half ridiculous. A year. It's ridiculous. When, but when here you we think are. Think about it. Like, that's how long we've been waiting for these games. And that's why it's so fun to watch. And you know what? There were some stinkers tonight, but there were some really fun games out there, like filled with, with, with awesome stuff that you want to see. I don't know. I'm just excited about this right now. <laughs> the, the basketball has been good. Before we even talk about the games, the basketball has generally been good. There's been some sloppiness. Yeah. There's been some lapses here and there, but like the intensity is mostly there. Like this, These games are, are fun. Uh, we'll touch on that in the third segment because I read something today and I don't know if you saw it and I can, we can tie it into that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. But we have our too long didn't watch. Yeah, we watched all the games you didn't. We're going to help you pretend like you did and sound like the most knowledgeable basketball person in your group. We start with the Brooklyn Nets surprise victory over the Milwaukee Bucks 119-116. Basically, Brooklyn came out, punched Milwaukee in the mouth, and they just decided they were done and weren't going to do anything. No Giannis. No Middleton in the second half of this one. We can just move on from there. Dallas. No, no, no. Wait. Oh, you, this was okay. the biggest upset in since 1995, 19, Jake. 19 points? Yeah, 18 it's like half. That's meaningless, but I just wanted to point that out. That's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. The 18 and a half point spread. Yeah, somebody won a lot of money. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Some someone did. Uh was was not us. Um the Dallas Mavericks took on Sacramento Kings, beating them 114-110 in overtime. Sacramento has struggled in the bubble and they look good in the first quarter. And then basically everything fell apart after that. They put up 37 in the first quarter and then did nothing the rest of the way in the fourth quarter, only scored 13 points and you got basically nothing out of De'Aaron Fox in the fourth. Uh, that's going to do it. Also, Luka Doncic was awesome in this one. Yeah, I would say awesome. What was his final line? It was like a 34, 30, 20 and 12. 
that's that's pretty good. Just, that's maybe pretty I good. undersold it a little bit here. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> your best player plays like that. And look, De'Aaron Fox was good. He had 28 points in this. Just Luca was a little bit better, and in a close game, like there's there's a big yeah. part of the the difference. Moving on to probably what was the most fun game of the night: the Phoenix Suns beating the Los Angeles Clippers 117-115. Devin Booker with 35 on the night, and probably the coolest game-winning shot since Lillard in the playoffs in Game Five last yeah. year when he beat Oklahoma City. He gets the ball, so they miss a shot. They get an offensive rebound. They get it to Booker. Time's running down. He does a little like spin pump fake on the perimeter. Gets Kawhi Leonard to bite on it. And then Paul George tries to close out on him fully outstretched and he shoots a fadeaway over him for the two-point win. So he hit a game winner in the same, basically the same shot over both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yes, that is a pretty awesome game winner. <laughs> it's a pretty cool game winner. I feel bad for Avita Zubac who secured the rebound yeah. and, and tried like hell to get it like to a wing and and just outlet it and and they had the game one they had yeah. this game one and he just he just rushed it and they Aiden you know, grabbed it and to, right to their credit they got it they got it over to their scorer that shot that he hit it's awesome the the first time I saw it I thought for sure that Paul George just tipped it I was my, uh, at the first glance I thought wow. Paul George actually tipped that up higher and it went in. And then on the replay, you could just see Booker almost make this adjustment as he saw uh, Paul George closing out to get that ball just a touch higher up over his hands. I mean, look, it's, it's wild to see how much good young talent there is out there. Uh, it's wild to see how good Devin Booker can be. And I, I, as we progress in, and we get to like the Indiana game, it's funny to me that oh, the, in, in back-to-back games, you have the Phoenix Suns being like awesome and fun, but also stupid in, yeah, in that's, the same that's safe to say. back-to-back games. But, the, but that game winner and the reaction from Devin Booker, stone cold oh, on his on back, no awesome. emotion. He's just like, Yep, I just did it's, that. It had so much shades of the, really the Lillard one from Game 5 last year. Where totally. Just, the walk-off playoff series ending one, which was so cool, which you and I, I think, got to recap that. I think that was a Tuesday night. Yes. Had it for the and the best, part about, awesome. the best part about this for Booker is the Clippers were trying to win this game. Yes, this isn't like so. This isn't like Brooklyn over Milwaukee and Milwaukee yeah, they was just, just – They just stopped caring. They're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, this was the Clippers actually wanted to win this game. They were trying to win this game, and Phoenix just took it. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. And it, we'll touch on it in the next segment. I want to come back to this because we're going to talk about the playoff race in the West for that eighth spot because that thing is wide open right now. So moving on to the game where the Suns looked a little bit stupid that took place between the Orlando Magic and Indiana Pacers, 120-109 for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we should probably mention TJ Warren putting in 32 points. <laughs> 32 points after a 34-point performance, after a 53-point performance. Listen to these shooting numbers. 13 of 17 against Orlando in this one. 14 of 26 against Washington. 20 of 29 against Philly. I'm going to go out on cash. a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is unsustainable, but <laughs> – for now, it's just fun Dare to say right? yeah. he they gave him up for cash. 
Like this is this is the most unreal start to the uh, to the bubble. If we're going bubble MVPs, I I never would have guessed TJ Warren would be in the mix. Yeah, he's absolutely in the mix for everything right now. They get a win. Um, Magic reeling a little bit after everything with with Isaac and that they're all going through. Moving on to the game that you covered, Miami Heat 112-106 mm-hmm. over the Boston Celtics. What happened here, John? Yeah, well, even without Jimmy Butler, Miami came out. Uh, they, they got hot from three, uh, especially um, Duncan Robinson, who was five of 11 from three. Also, on those uh, five threes he made, not one dribble on any of them. Yeah, that's that's kind of what he does, right? Yep. Uh, the Celtics, the Celtics had their moments. Uh, the Celtics are having a problem in this in this bubble right now. I think there's a, a like I don't know motivation problem or or something. They they have these stretches where they just don't seem kind of into it, and I, I'm trying to figure out if it's because it's just this is how the bubble is going for them, and after four or five months off that. This is how it's going to be. It's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, you know, Jason Tatum had a, a night that looked pretty good, 23 points on 6 of 11 shooting. And you look at the, the box score and you say, wow, it's a great night from Jason Tatum. But he never had that takeover kind of stretch that you would expect from a guy like that. Like Jalen Brown shot worse, was 18 points for 9 of 23. But he had stretches where like, he was really obviously taking over the game. So I, I, I just – I think Tatum is slowly getting back into this, and, and I think part of Boston's problem also is Kemba Walker has still been on a minutes restriction. He played 26 and a half minutes. That throws you out of a rhythm. I've seen it in New Orleans with Zion. So, like, that is definitely a very real thing. Not just him out of a rhythm, but the other starters out of a rhythm too when he's not out there as long as he normally would be. For the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo, 21 and 12 for him. Duncan Robinson, we mentioned him, 21 points on the night. Goran Dragic went to the locker room late with a left ankle injury. X-rays came back negative, so it's just a sprain. So that middle table race with the Eastern Conference is going to remain tight, it looks like, particularly after this one. And then in the final game of the night, the Portland Trailblazers beat the Houston Rockets 110-102. James Harden choked this one away a little bit. But you got some really good performances from the Portland Trailblazers in this one. Um, did anyone know who Gary Trent Jr. was before this? Because he's <laughs> a little bit in the running for kind of bubble MVP. He was four of nine from three, 16 points. You also had a clutch Carmelo Anthony three late in this one that basically was the that dagger, was which I like just kind of I'm watching it here in my house. And I kind of jumped up and yelled, even though as the Pelicans guy, I probably want Portland to lose. Right. You know what Gary Trent Jr. is? He's the guy you put fifth on your MVP ballot. He's like, there's a bunch of quality MVP candidates, but you got to recognize Gary Trent Jr. somehow. He's been he's been shooting the lights out. Like, in unbelievable. Like, and, you know, I watched him. The, they they almost came back against the Celtics two days ago. And it was it was obviously Dame and it was obviously CJ. But Gary Trent Jr. was just. I mean, he, he's got to be shooting like almost 50% from three, if not 50% from three on the bubble. So uh, Portland Portland has their issues. They, they really have trouble stopping yes. anybody, but they can get big-time performances out of two or three guys on any given night. They're, I don't have faith in Portland making a deep playoff run, but I have faith in them making it difficult for whomever they face. That's fair. I think they're going to be an annoying team to play. Anytime you have Damian Lillard and McCollum on there, like it's just yeah. a, like 
cool. Those guys could combine for 60 on any given night. And it's like, great, that's going to get you pretty far. I don't think that necessarily beats the Lakers in the first round, but it makes it a little bit more difficult for Houston. You could see they also missed Eric Gordon in this one while he's out with injury right now, when they only have one of Harden or Westbrook in there, it's kind of easy to take them out of an offensive rhythm, which really hurts them. And at one point they had neither out there on the court. Harden was in some foul trouble in this one. So they were just, they, they kept it close because they're a good team and probably shows you that Portland isn't the best. But yeah, they probably didn't really have a chance in this one, kind of when you look at it with some hindsight. So there you go. That's the too long didn't watch. And now we've got to hit on the biggest topic coming up here in just a second, which is the injury to Jaron Jackson Jr., which blows the Western Conference playoff race for the eight spot wide open. But before we do that, say it with me now sports are. Back. back as we we just mentioned we've been waiting for this day this day literally since march 10th it's been a really long time and now that it's here i've only got one thing on my mind and that's my bookie my bookie is a home run slam dunk triple overtime game winning shot all wrapped up into one i love it you love it john loves it and that i love it you, there you go that should be all you need <laughs> to hear in order to start betting today They've got up-to-the-minute odds on all of your favorite teams, and with the start of the NBA season and Major League Baseball, there's never been a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy, about as easy as it gets. You bet, you win, they pay. If you're feeling good about your team, you know they're going to win, or you know someone's going to lose, you've got to check out their odds. And why stop with just basketball or baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, it means hockey and football as well. My bookie is already accepting bets on all of your favorite teams. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. That is free money they're giving you right there. All you got to do is enter promo code locked on NBA when signing up. That's promo code locked on NBA when you sign up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. All right. So big news coming out of the Memphis Grizzlies, who did lose to the Pelicans the other night. Jaron Jackson Jr. is now out for the remainder of the season due to a meniscus tear in his left knee, suffered during the game against the Pelicans. This so we like this is just brutal for so many like different reasons. He's a really fun young player to watch on a bit of a surprise team that's been exceeding expectations and is in a playoff spot right now. And now this injury absolutely cripples them, I think. Like this yeah. is about as bad as it could have had. John Morant's their best player. He's their second best player. He was averaging 17.4 points per game this season along with 4.6 rebounds. He's shooting close to 40% from three. Like, this is a team that's 0-3 in the bubble so far. They've seen their three-and-a-half game lead shrink to one-and-a-half games now over Portland. I thought they would have been in the eighth spot. It might have been kind of close, and they were going to be in that playoff series against whoever's in nine. Now I'm not sure that this team gets into the playoffs at all or even finishes ninth. They might finish 10th in the West. This blew this whole race wide open all of a sudden. I, I've been saying from the beginning, I know I'm not alone in saying it, that if any fan base feel can feel screwed by the bubble, it's the Memphis Grizzlies and their fans. The, the fact that they had the, the schedule that they had, the fact that they opened things up and, and created this play-in type series 
They just made they made things as difficult as possible for Memphis, and then it just started getting worse uh, without being able to get um, Justice Winslow to, to yep. like that. That's a guy that they they had hoped to have. Uh, and so, okay, so you never played with Justice Winslow, but you also gave up key players to get him. So you also don't have. And then to lose Jaron Jackson, that's just it, – it's not just the loss in the numbers and the production. It's the loss of impact that he has, the lanes that he opens up by popping out for three, the vertical pressure he has when he rolls to the rim. That, that makes John Morant, as special as, as he is, it makes him worse. It makes, makes things harder for Brandon Clark. It yeah. makes things harder for for Dylan Brooks. It just makes things harder for everybody. Not just and they because, were struggling, right? They're zero and so, three right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it it really is a tough hit. It's a really tough hit, uh, and it's a shame. And and luckily, it doesn't seem to be too too bad of an injury, but enough where the, the, you're right. I, I just I question Memphis's ability to win any games moving forward now. Uh, so that's the big thing. Looking at their schedule, it's rough. They've got the Jazz tonight, the Thunder on uh, is the next game, then the Raptors, then the Celtics, and then the Bucks. Of those five remaining, the most winnable game might be the final one against the Bucks when the Bucks are likely only going to play guys for a half. That's yeah. the state that they're in, that they are staring 0-8 right in the face. They were already in rough shape with Jaron Jackson Jr., unable to get a win, and with all of these teams in the Western Conference being kind of a surprise, you know, the Suns are 3-0 and right now. They were not mathematically eliminated at the start of this, but shoot, you, you even asked the Locked On Suns guys, they weren't going to think that this team was going to get in. Now, all of a sudden, that team <laughs> is just two games back of Portland for nine. They're three and a half <laughs> back of Memphis for eight. Like, everyone is in the running for this. Yeah, um, the yeah. Kings, who are zero and three as well, are still in the running with this. The Pelicans are in it. The Spurs are two and one. Like you look at this, and it just broke so poorly for Memphis. And all of a sudden, now of all of those, bu- I've been calling them the bubble bubble teams. The teams fighting to get into <laughs> nine to get in. You know, those teams on the bubble who are still here in the bubble. Um, all of a sudden, you might get two of those teams looking at postseason contention. Yeah. To get- that play-in series when that wasn't the case before all of a sudden. It's going to be like the Spurs. It's going to be the worst case scenario for the NBA. They did this specifically to make like the Pelicans relevant. They, they did it. They did it to get Zion in. Like they I've did it to get Zion to internally. And like, they legitimately think that there's some sort of like Zion protocol in play at the NBA. Sure. And it, of course it makes sense, but uh, they're, they're going to get like, Portland and San Antonio in this because and look the Pelicans look good in their last game. I don't know how it's going to look moving forward, but the Pelicans also have struggled. Sure, it, but can you imagine? It, it would almost serve the NBA right a little bit. Like they they screwed Memphis over a little bit here, and they found a way to get New Orleans kind of like a, a, an easier path to at least make it into the playoffs. And like the two teams that no one would want to watch nationally, except like Dame. Okay, Portland is is fun, but and they got yeah. Dame, but like it's not. It's really not a big national. There are not a lot of casual no, no, Blazers of fans. And the Spurs, with without, without any Aldridge. of their marketable, right? 
no marketable players. The Spurs aren't a big TV draw anyway, and the the NBA is going to like miss out. They're going to miss out on John Morant being in the playoffs, and and it almost serves them right to like miss out on Ja and Zion because of what they went, what they did. I'm sure Adam Silver is going to still sleep well at night, but it's it's a fair point. I'm sure, but like. This Give is going to be – I get what you're saying. I, look, this is going to be a fun, like, final five games to watch all of these teams because this race, like, it literally could be any of these two. There's now six teams in contention for the eighth and ninth spot, which is not how I would have described this three games ago. And all of a sudden, it's now six teams vying for two spots, which is a whole lot more fun. And there's some star power on some of these. I, I had David Locke on Locked On Pelicans to preview that Jazz game, and I was like, okay, without Bogdanovich there for the Jazz, like, who's got to step up? And he's like, don't, don't overthink this. If Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert play well, that team will win. You look at the Suns and go, well, if Aiton and Booker play well, they're going to win. Same thing for the um, Trailblazers. You could say the same thing for the Kings. Same for the Pelicans. And now the Spurs have DeMar DeRozan, who's playing unbelievably well. You know, mm-hmm. they're two and one and like a legitimately decent team right now. And so this is going to be a fun race. Like I wasn't expecting it to be like this. The schedules are tough for some of these teams and they're playing each other to a degree. But you throw in Orlando a couple of times and the Wizards a couple of times and some of this stuff, too. And it's like this might come down to the final game or two. So, you know, while the NBA is going to be upset, maybe they don't get John Moran and Zion in this. They're going to get a fun final close, I think, to the bubble in the seeding games here. Yeah, and ultimately it's not going to matter too much because they're going to yeah. the, the whoever games goes to that, eight, yeah. it's, right. And you, you face the Lakers, and the Lakers are always a big draw anyway. So, but you know they wanted four more games of Zion, and maybe they'll get it. Maybe they'll get it. And I think most people outside of Memphis would like to see that too. Yeah. But uh, it's the, the the whole point of this is, and and I haven't even talked about the Celtics' involvement in this. The Celtics yep. have the Grizzlies draft pick top six protected for it, it, this. You talk about how this impacts teams moving forward. The Grizzlies becoming a playoff team puts the Celtics pick squarely in the middle of the, of the first round. You miss the, the, the playoffs there and that pick increases in value. Yep. Do the Celtics, maybe it's a, it, it triggers oh, a trade. I that, see what you're, yeah. And, or, it also the the possibility of the Celtics getting a better player, the a better rookie that who do they who do they keep that they might not have kept because now they've got a rookie here. Who do they let go that they might have kept because they think this rookie can kind of take his spot? There's this has a, a, a far-reaching impact, and if lightning strikes, the Memphis Grizzlies keep their pick if it lands in the top six. And the Celtics get next year's pick unprotected in a much better draft, which makes that pick more valuable that they can then trade. And that impacts the future of the NBA as well. So you didn't like that we were just talking about the Lakers there in the first round and had to bring it back to the Celtics? Damn right. <laughs> well, look, it's a good transition. We're talking about the future of the NBA and the offseason and things like that. And let's talk about that coming up with the Delete 8 teams not getting a bubble a little bit and how that's going to impact things. So coming up, we'll chat about that here. But before we do that, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday for you all, touching on the biggest stories of the day, breaking down the games that you didn't watch. You didn't watch all six yesterday. Don't pretend like you did. We're going to make it seem like you did. We're here to help. 
So subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast from. All right, so we've talked about the fun bubble, but there was a chance for a not fun bubble, I guess, the Delete Eight getting together to play some scrimmage games that would have been televised to get those guys some run. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, Bulls, Knicks, Pistons, Hawks, Timberwolves, Cavaliers, and the Golden State Warriors. But it's sounding like per report at The Athletic that that is not going to happen. I think we're probably on the same page in this. This is probably good that they're not going to do this. Probably good, although I really want those those players to have uh, an opportunity to play basketball. And, yeah. and frankly, okay, so maybe the other bubble doesn't happen and that's fine. But no practices, no scrimmages, no nothing that these guys can do, no, nothing like within them. Can they not go to their practice facilities and play so against each other? Uh, that, that that's part, what they need I, to do and we're not sure of. And like that's where the NBA does need to come in and be like, yes, you know, play five on five or scrimmage against each other internally, you know, in your own facility where you're creating your own little bubble environment with your own team, I think is a good idea. But Getting all of them together for meaningless basketball games in terms of standings, I don't think is a great thing. But yes, these guys do need to play. Also, we've seen it. Guys play during the shutdown too. So they, I, I, you know, if they want to make this happen unofficially, I'm sure they can. Remember, we, we joked about Black Ops basketball before and such like that. So, sure. But yeah, I agree with you that these teams also ha- you know, are the worst teams in the league. They're not invited to the bubble. And now they're kind of behind in terms of development, evaluation, what do the, bull, the Bulls do about Boylan if you can't evaluate them a little bit more? So there's a lot of ramifications of figuring out what to do with these eight teams. Yeah, it's you, you, we watch these, these teams in the bubble kind of struggle a little bit. There's a, there's a kind of like a reacclimation uh, to, to the game of basketball, and that's after four months. What happens after eight months for some of these guys? And, and not only... I'm not talking about like veteran players. A lot of these guys are young guys. Now I listen to Brad Stevens all the time and he talks about building habits and with eight months off, what kind of habits are you building? It's impossible to build good habits. You get just bored. You lose certain, you lose certain motivation. You're not working as, as feverishly on your game because you don't have access to these things. You don't have access to your team, your coaches. You you don't have this, this push. I don't like the fact that there's nothing. I don't mind that there's no second bubble. That's fine. But these guys should be able to get something while this bubble is going on in market, in your camp, with the same testing protocols. Just you should be able to do something with your team to keep them sharp and to keep them focused. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it's the right thing. And the NBA's tried to keep some sort of semblance of competitive balance here. You know, I, I do think there is Zion protocol in place. But when you look at like the schedules of the teams, they tried to mimic them as much as possible to the schedules that they would have played, even if it kind of makes no sense at times for some of these things. So they want the league to be competitive and be fair to teams. And you're not doing it right now. And look, it, it's tough to be fair given that there's a worldwide pandemic and maybe that word goes out the window a little bit just to kind of keep things moving forward. But you've got to probably try and figure some out. I don't know if you saw it and I'm blanking on who wrote it, but it was really cool. Did you see the weird in-season, not tournament, but kind of tournament idea that the NBA needs to mimic going forward? Basically, no. the idea is this, and we can save this for another day of, you get the top, say, 22, the, the top 
16, I'm, I'm doing the math in my head, it's top 14 teams, there we go. And like halfway through the season, after every team has played every other team home and away once, you take the top 14 seeds and then you redo the schedule so they only play each other. And then the other teams play against each other to try and get those final two seeds. And basically you create a weird little like bubble schedule because it's fun watching the best teams play each other. I think that's one of the reasons sure. why these bubble games have been good is it's 22 teams that were the 22 best teams of the 30, and now you have good teams playing against each other because you remove the bad teams and it's fun. It's something to consider going for it. I will send it to you. We'll talk about it maybe next week would be a good topic for the show. But sure to think about it. I don't know. I like what they've done with the bubble, and if they can find a way to kind of mimic this in a regular season, I think it would be awesome. But see, here's, here's my question now with this bubble – and the the cancellation of the second bubble, part of the, the cancellation is that it costs so much to do to put this bubble on. And and if I'm looking ahead to next season, how do you put on next season with COVID cases spiking around the country? I don't, I don't the think they're there yet. I, I think yeah. they're just trying to get through this. Eventually, you're going to need but, to figure it out. Right, exactly. But that's my thing. Like They're not there yet. But it's there. It's happening. We're in August. December is when they want to to play yeah. these games. Like that's only a few months away. It's I, it's another hiatus away. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. need to have some. Like the NBA is not thinking about it. But if we're in the same situation, it what what does the NBA do? Can they put on another bubble? Can they put on regional bubbles? And what does the their their decision to not put this thing together? Is it just a matter of they're a bunch of crappy teams and we don't want to pay the money to put no, the crappy no teams one's gonna on. tune into that. Like I wouldn't even watch that. So I think part of it is that like, I am not going to tune into the Pistons Cavaliers game when there's no <laughs> involved in this. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not, I wouldn't even watch this Warriors team. Even if there was like Steph necessary, maybe Steph, but that's about it. So I think this is more, it's just not worth the money because I don't think the ratings would be good necessarily. I do think, and again, we probably need to wrap up here, but it's worth, you raise some good points. Like they need to start, and I'm sure they are starting to think about like, how do we do next season? They've had to take the lead, I think, on getting sports restarted to a degree. You know, the bubble idea was coming from them first. A couple of other sports, soccer and lacrosse even kind of emulated it to a degree. Now they can follow the lead of Major League Baseball and whatever the hell is going on there and whatever the NFL does too and learn from their mistakes so that they'll have this maybe refined but I don't think you can really make decisions till you see how it works out eventually with both of those leagues. Yeah. I mean, look, there, there is a lot to think about and I won't, I won't belabor this discussion any longer. Uh, I, I'm, I think the way we're trending nationally with the things that with COVID that put us in this situation in the first place, that the start of next season I don't know what that's going to look like at all. And, and it's, and it's probably not going to involve being in these arenas. And we saw, we were looking at major league baseball and, and the problems that they're having. I I don't know that NBA can say, Oh, well, we're going to travel from city to city too. Like there's lemon pepper wings everywhere. These guys aren't going to stay in their hotels, man. They're going to have to do something good though. They, I'm sure that they, I'm sure they were good. Uh, and I'm a sucker for wings. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to cast any judgment <laughs> no, 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 I, here. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It, it, look, that's, that's a discussion for another day. Let's get the, let's get through the bubble first. Cause at least that's been fun. And 
uh, there's people who make a whole lot more money than us that have to make these decisions for sure, too. Maybe Adam Silver isn't sleeping well now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know that he is. There's a lot to worry about. I sw- like, yes, let's get through the bubble. But this whole thing of next season is it's the sort of Damocles hanging over the league right now. Like, we've got to get through this, but damn, we've got to start preparing for what's yeah. next. No, totally fair. You're, you're right. And I, you know, it's just, yeah, I have no, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to come up with like what that, what that looks like to be perfectly honest. It's like, I just, I have no more to contribute to this one. Cause it's like, yeah, we're both shrugging. If you, if you could see us right uh-huh. now, we're doing that like shrug emoji. It's like, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's weird. That's probably as good of a spot to end the show today. So thank you all for listening to locked on NBA, the Wednesday edition on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales, at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter and host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. Big thank you to my bookie for sponsoring today's show. When you sign up, use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. They will give you a $10 free MLB bet plus match your deposit, 100% free money there. And as always, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star review with a comment and tell a friend. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week.